Welcome everybody to Navigate. I'm your host, Tim Austin, and this is the podcast designed to take the guesswork out of transition. And whether you have a transition looming in your future or you're trying to make sense out of a past or a current transition season, this show will help you think more creatively and plan more strategically around any transition season you find yourself in. At Navigate, it's all about leveraging the challenges of change for optimal growth. Emma Austin is what some refer to as a third culture kid, or TCK for short. She grew up in Central Asia and Turkey before returning back to the States for her high school career. She graduated from public high school in 2020 and has recently been on a gap year adventure, which I will let her tell you about. Emma is also my daughter, and it's not often that we get to bring our kids into the work we do and give them a voice and a way to tell their story. So I'm super grateful for Emma's willingness to have this conversation. No bribes, no pressure, just a desire to tell her story. So by the way, if you are a proud parent of a young adult navigating a transition season themselves, you might want to hit the pause button and invite them to listen in with you or at least share this episode with them, because you're in for a treat, so get ready to hear from an authentic truth teller, my daughter, Emma Austin. Okay, well, welcome, Emma, to my podcast, and I'm glad you joined me. Thanks, it's good to be here. (laughs) Yeah, well, I want to hear, and I know the listeners want to hear about you and a little bit of your journey and your story. Um particularly as it relates to some of the transitions that you've gone through. Um, But first, why don't you start off by telling us where you've lived in your whole long life, where you've you've lived and what you're doing now. Yeah, so I um, grew up in Tajikistan and Turkey, lived in um, Tajikistan until I was about nine years old, and then lived in Turkey for three years. That was during middle school. And then we moved back to uh, NorCal for um, my high school career. So um, that was four years. And now I just got back from um, the world race, my gap year with the world race. Um, And I'm just at home for the summer. And then I will go in September, end of August um, to uh, alumni team lead for the same organization for world race. So, yeah. Great. Very cool. And um, how did you come to that? Because so your journey has been mostly overseas until high school. And then you came back. We came back as a family and you um, did your high school years in uh, Northern California. First of all, just briefly, how was that? How was high school after living in the States, after living overseas for so long? Yeah, it was... uh... It was hard. <laughs> the transition for sure. I there's a lot of loneliness and just like not really I mean, I didn't necessarily really want to be in the States. I loved where I was in Turkey and I thought that I would be at the school I was for the rest of high school. So it was kind of a shock moving back to the States and yeah, I just remember a lot of loneliness in those first few years. Uh really all of high school, honestly. But um just feeling like people didn't get me I went to a public high school so Mm -hmm. um and then like I remember um I just was kind of over that lonely feeling like in my like 
sophomore junior year and so that's when I just like started to like want to fit in more and take steps to fit in and so I feel like in doing that I lost like a little bit during those few years of like who I had become like overseas and just who I was because I wanted to just uh be known so Mm -hmm. so much um but yeah I just came back to I walked away from the Lord a little bit during that but came back to the Lord um my senior year I'd say and then yeah so it was tricky and really just yeah I don't know (laughs) well you mentioned wanting to be known and I think that's really um common with Mm -hmm. um, third culture kids kids that grow up on the field and and um and that wrestling with identity and so you went through some of that struggle through high school and now you're on this journey you called the world race and tell our listeners a little bit what is what is the world race is it a is it a 10k <laughs> what do you have to do to, to join the world <laughs> <No>. race <laughs> it has nothing to do with the running okay uh, <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah not running um it's essentially i mean they have different programs i did their gap year um so the gap year is nine months long and traditionally it's three months uh three different countries um but why it's called the world race i think that's because of the their other program called 11 11 which is 11 countries in 11 months so it's like a race to each country Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so what what have you been doing um up to this point in the world race what has been your what has been the focus for you um, just like throughout. Yeah, race. throughout this time. It's been what? Um, how many months now since you've been part of it? Like nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we were um, in Georgia for a training period that was about three months long. And then we launched to Costa Rica in January. And we were in Costa Rica for three months. And then after that, we went to the Dominican for two months. And basically in each place... Um, the world race just partners with different ministries, so that's mm-hmm. like who we work through work with there. Yeah. Okay, so you partner with local ministries on the ground, yeah, uh, evangelism, whatever kind of help and serve serve in different ways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've told us a, a lot of some of the ways you've served. It's been very diverse, a lot of different yeah. kinds of opportunities. Um, so to, let's go back to how you navigated that choice. Um, so you get out of high school and you're faced with, do I go to college? Do I do something like the world race? And I know there are probably other options. There were other options you were considering. How did you um, navigate that? Because I'm, I'm asking because sometimes there's that pressure to do, I'll just do what everybody else does, or I should, I'm going to lose time if I do something other than college or, you know, there's that. So mm-hmm. how did you navigate yeah, I think um, it was really easy to get, like, wrapped in that mindset of, oh, I'm going to be behind, like, mm-hmm. this, like, everyone else is going to college. Um, I'm just going to be, yeah, behind. But um, college was originally what I wanted to do, probably because everyone else was doing. Um, and so I applied and got accepted to college, and it turned out that it it wasn't going to work out for me to go in the fall semester, and so I was going to have to defer to um, January or just wait a whole year. And so 
I was kind of almost forced, I guess, to look at other options. I mean, I could have chosen to go on to another college, but I just figured I wanted to go there. And so I was like, okay, maybe the Lord wants me to do something like YWAM or just like some sort of discipleship training thing for a little bit. So I looked into like three-month options, like something that would hold me off until January. Um, And then I just found the world race and it was nine months long. And I was like really wrestling with that because it was like, that's a whole year off from like my life. It feels like, you Mm -hmm. know, which I learned now, obviously it's not, but that's what it feels like in the moment. And so I was like, okay, really praying about it. And uh, really the Lord just confirmed it in my heart, like telling me that like I was not ready for college. And that's why all of this had happened. And he had led me to this point that he wanted me to take a whole year off Mm. for him to just work in my heart and change some things. And what a word that he spoke was purging because I just Mm. and I see that now, obviously, in retrospect, looking back, like there was so much like that he had to purge. And there were other things that he had to bring up in me, like good things. And Mm. It really was a year of that, of him like breaking, breaking things and healing things. And um, so I'm really glad that he brought me to that place, but I definitely wouldn't have chosen it at first. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. Yeah. You, but you're glad you did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about identity, purpose, and some, just some of the lessons that you've been learning and the growth opportunities for you this as being part of this world race and and being part of this program you know there's a lot of community you're you're living in tight quarters mm-hmm. with people you're on teams you know you're yeah. you you don't have to you know go into all the details of the structure but you're in a great opportunity a great place to grow and to yeah. learn tell us a little bit about what what are some of the lessons that you've learned or you are learning through this experience yeah. Um I think that I mean one of the biggest lessons I learned had to do with like just who the Lord said I the really basic things I feel like that I had known like who he says I am or who he is but I I hadn't believed them yet. And so the Lord really was walking me through that this year just learning to believe those truths. Um yeah, just truths like sim- simple truths like I'm loved by the Father. Like I feel like as a TCK, as a as a person who had grown up in a Christian household, I always knew like about the Lord's love and I knew that he loved me. But I think that because that I think that because I was almost like raised in a Christian environment, that was something I took for granted because mm-hmm. I just um yeah, I never really believed it. And so the Lord really walked me through what it means to like believe and live out of that truth, like Mm. knowing that I am loved. And um, yeah, I think another thing that as a TCK and many TCKs are prone to do is like um, just adapt to their environments, which is Mm. great. It's a great thing, great skill to have, but also can be, uh, something where we lose ourselves. And so, um, yeah, this year the Lord walked me through a lot of like, um, 
just me facing the fact that I had put my identity in the people that surrounded me and not in him and Mm. that I had looked to people for validation and, um, yeah, just fulfilled by people, what they thought or said of me. And so the Lord just walked me through that. And I could see that so clearly in Georgia because I was like often really lonely, which is crazy because I was surrounded by this amazing community, but Mm -hmm. Um, during this training period in Georgia, I was often just so lonely and, um, yeah. And I think that was the Lord really breaking that like desire for validation in Mm. me from others. And so then it was cool to watch him walk me through after Georgia. Like then he was like, okay, now you can start learning these things that like you are loved by me and and start Mm. believing them. And that was like life changing for me. I was like, I, I always knew I was loved, but I didn't, like, yeah. it's just crazy. It's, like, Yeah, what a powerful yeah. lesson to learn. Yeah. And something that is so foundational to your, you know, your growth and success in the future, wherever God leads mm-hmm. you, God, wherever he takes you, or whatever kind of um, uh, times come that are hard or challenging or, you know, when you're tempted to n- not believe that, you know, your identity is in him and yeah and you can go back to go back to this kind of as an anchor for for your life yeah it's and i was just thinking as you were talking how it sometimes hurts for for when the lord kind of he strips away things and you you know the first part was kind of a stripping away of some of the false beliefs Mm -hmm. mindset different things that you were believing in order to then start with a kind of a clean slate, you know, and yeah. to build build you, you know, with that right, you know, with the right perspective and mindset and to, to build mm-hmm. that into you. Exactly. Um, but it is a process where you have to be patient, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uncomfortable and just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. the if He couldn't have started teaching me those things if I was still holding on to mm-hmm. like friendships or just others opinions you know because i was putting that above him and so yeah the breaking is really uncomfortable but yeah i'm thankful for it (laughs) yeah yeah any anything else in that area any other lessons learned in terms of your identity or purpose or or anything or anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about Mm. well i would just add on to what i said before with like um I, talking about being loved, I knew that, yeah, I no, sorry. I learned that that was, like, my sole purpose. And I think that um, on top of, like, wanting other people's validation, I had often just strived a lot for things and been in this constant state of striving. And so I just, there was just so much security and rest and knowing that, all I ever had to do was be loved by the, Mm. by the Lord. And, um, that, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't do anything to earn that or, or anything like that. And that goes back to believing because I knew that, but I didn't believe that. And so, Mm. wow. Yeah. I think that was just something I wanted to add. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what missed opportunities might you have had, had you not chosen this route and you would have Mm -hmm. chosen straight college straight away wow yeah um i know it's hard to but you know because but but just what could have been some missed opportunities do you think 
Um, well, I definitely think that just the community aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can find good community in college, and but I've just never experienced community like that on the race. And mm-hmm. once, um, once like the Lord walked me through a lot of that stuff, He gave me some of the Swedish sweetest friendships that I could mm-hmm. really ever hope for. And so, yeah. just really cool uh, living in that. And um, I think I probably would have learned learned some of the stuff that I learned this year, but it would have taken me a while or mm-hmm. it would have come at a later time. And so I'm just thankful, like, the Lord taught me <clears throat> some of it now so I can, like, start living mm-hmm. from there. And yeah. I can't, I don't know what else. <laughs> so as a TCK, as a, as, a, as a third culture kid growing up overseas and knowing how to adapt, mm-hmm. how has that helped you or maybe even hindered you? Personally, as a parent, watching my third culture kids, I see a lot of strengths in terms of mm-hmm. the way they're the way they can adapt and be flexible and uh, and all of that. And yet, you may have experienced some things challenging because of that, or not. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that it's very helpful, like the flexibility aspect of mm-hmm. it on the race, because. You rarely know really what's going to happen, obviously. Right. Like, you have an outline of your, like, day-to-day schedule. But, you, yeah, things often come, like, very unplanned. We always say, like, no expectations. Like, don't have expectations because mm. you don't know what's going to happen. And so that was super helpful um, in that. And, yeah, I think just, like, having a background of living overseas was helpful in general. Just... Mm-hmm being more comfortable and adapting more easily to um, what each country, the cultural aspects are and um, what's, I think TCKs often have like a mm, more just like not a higher sense of like what's acceptable and not acceptable in countries and can just like catch on to that stuff really quickly. Mm -hmm. Just so, That that was definitely very helpful. Um, yeah, I I don't know any unhelpful aspects. I think okay. what I mentioned earlier with just like relationships with people, like sure. being who you think you should be in yeah. those relationships instead of your actual real self. But yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. good. Okay, well, good. This has been really great, and and so we're. Um, I want to encourage. Oh. I mean, anybody who has a, you know, a kid who's transitioning from high school to college, whether they're TCKs or not, I think there's always that, there's always that piece of owning your faith, Mm -hmm. you know, personally knowing who you are in Christ. So all of that journey is part of life Um, and it often happens or uh, excels like when you're kind of transitioning from one thing to the next, you know? Yeah. So what advice or encouragement might you give to someone in high school who's looking at next steps, um, third culture kids or mm-hmm. not, but, but we've been talking about third culture kids. And so that's a big part of our lives. So, but yeah, what advice or encouragement might you give who, for those who are like trying to navigate all these choices of chain and changes? Yeah, um, I would definitely say that something I wished 
someone had told me when I was looking at these options is that where the Lord has you is where right where you're supposed to be and that you can never be behind or lagging in life if you're in his will and following him and so just yeah take comfort in the fact that like if you're obeying him and following him and going where he's leading like that's all you need to do and that's right where you need to be and um yeah I just think it's so like I said earlier so easy to get caught up in um the like agenda or the way we think our life's supposed to go based on how other people's lives are looking and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just Mm -hmm. where he has you is right where you need to be and Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I kind of hear you saying avoid comparisons too yeah that's so true that can be a big one yeah Yeah. for sure Mm -hmm. yeah and just yeah really like Honestly, another thing that I would say is this doesn't really have to do with like making a decision on like college or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but just, um, yeah, like looking at the truths that you know about the Lord and about yourself and just like digging deep and asking yourself, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, do I really believe this about the Lord or really, do I really believe this about myself? Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, that is going to help you so much Mm. in whatever decision or transition you make because um yeah once you're like believing and living out of those truths you find so much security and and yeah that's just going to help a lot (laughs) yeah yeah that's great great advice so tell us uh as we wrap up here what's next um yes so in end of august i will go alumni team lead for the world race so that basically means that i will be um leading a group of girls for three months at the beginning of their gap year with world race so exactly what i did last year they're doing this year and so i just get to lead them because i've already done the thing and um i get to just show them the ropes walk alongside them encourage them challenge them in their first few months so yeah i'm really excited great yeah great well, we're excited for you and um, and to track with you uh, on this journey. So um, thanks again for joining me uh, for this episode of Navigate. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. I hope listening in on this conversation with Emma Austin has been encouraging for you. You won't want to miss the next episode where we continue the conversation about TCKs with my guest and longtime friend, Shad Phillips. Thanks for joining me today for this episode of Navigate Podcast. I've been your host, Tim Austin, and you can also find me hanging out at EncompassLifeCoaching.com as a coach and a blogger. If you want to leverage the growth and discovery opportunities in a transition season, reach out to me at EncompassLifeCoaching.com and learn how some one-on-one coaching can create space for intentional conversations, which then become catalysts for growth in any season you find yourself in. I hope this has been helpful to you. And if it has, would you mind rating the podcast, writing a review and sharing on social media? And of course, you can always subscribe so that you're sure to get in on the next episode. And I'll catch you next time.